Hello, welcome to Senior Beat. My name is Christine Beatty. I'm a proud volunteer of the Madison Senior Center, and my co-producer on this program is Sally Jo Spaney, and she is the Senior Center and Services Manager for the City of Madison. I am. Sally Jo, nice to see you again. You too, Christine. It's a pleasure to be here today. Uh, we're headed into November here, and that is a month that we like to honor our veterans in the United States. And today we have with us Tiffany Tobias, who's the communications and fundraising representative for Badger Honor Flight, and Vietnam veteran Ron Woodard. We're so Welcome. happy you're here today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Yes. So, Tiffany, I'm I'm aware of Badger Honor Flight in that it, it began because a group of people decided it was really important to be able to honor our veterans who have sacrificed so much for um, our country by getting them out to see the memorial that's the mo memorials that have been um, created to honor them. So, do you want to talk a little bit about? the program's beginning and where you are now today? Yeah, so um, we're here, obviously we're representing Badger Honor Flight, but the program started long before us. Um, I don't know if you know, but the World War II Memorial was actually um, finished in 2004. Mm -hmm. So at that point, the mission of Honor Flight is, like you said, to get all of our veterans out to see the memorials that were erected in their honor. In Washington, D.C. In Washington, D.C. wonderful, wonderful place yeah. with monuments of all kinds. Lots of history. Lots of history. Yeah. Um, so back in 2005, there was a gentleman who flew six small planes out of World War II veterans and um, had the opportunity to see the World War II memorial. And then... Um, it, came, it continued on from there to be the commercial flight that was flown out. The Honor Flight Network was developed in 2007. And here in um, Dane County, we actually established Badger Honor Flight in 2009, and we flew our first flight April of 2010. Mm -hmm. And how many flights have flown from the Madison Airport? Believe it or not, this coming April of 2020 will be our 40th flight. Wow. That's wonderful. Congratulations. Yeah. That's a very successful. And Badger Flight is all over the country, isn't it? So the Honor Flight Network is. It's yes. all over the country. There's over 145 different hubs. Um, in Wisconsin, we have six different hubs. Mm -hmm. Great. So in Dane County, we cover about 11 counties. Nice. Wonderful. And if a veteran wants to be able to participate in this program, what do they do? How do they find out about it? How do they apply? What's the criteria? Great question. So we, um, we encourage people to go to our website, badgerhonorflight.org. That's where you can go on. You can download an application. Um, you can also... Um, fill out an online application there. We accept applications from World War II veterans, Korean War veterans, um, and certainly Vietnam veterans where we were able to start flying in the last couple of years. We also have a program called TLC. Those are Terminate Ill Veterans of Any War Era um, that we fly as well. Wonderful. That's terrific. Yeah, and as I understand it, it costs about $110,000 to get a flight off the ground. Um, and tell us how that's funded. So everything, every flight that gets off the ground is funded by the community, gifts, donations, um, the public, businesses. We don't get any grand donations. Um, it really comes in from something as simple as a lemonade stand mm -hmm. to a meat raffle at a local bar, a business giving back 10% of their day um, in sales. Just very small um, 
grassroots funds that come in that get us to the point that where we can do five flights a year. Five flights a year, that would be about how many veterans that would be going? So we fly between 70 and 90 on okay. each flight, Wow, um, which is pretty incredible. And that, that's in addition to 70 to 90 volunteer guardians? Correct. Okay. Yes. So the veterans have an opportunity to bring a guardian with them that they know, um, and that guardian could come along. They do have a small fee of five hundred dollars. Um, our veterans don't. There's no cost for them. Mm -hmm. um, and we fly in the spring, and then we fly again in the fall. Wonderful. Ron, you were so fortunate to um, just have recently landed back here yes, after your we're flight. Yeah, a lucky one. Yeah. <laughs> when, tell us about your trip. Oh, it was just it was good from the start to finish. Okay. It and was it was one of my uh, probably one of my proudest okay. moments. And you're a Vietnam that, War yeah. veteran. And um, what years did you serve? Sixty-nine to seventy-one. Okay, and in what branch of the service? Marine Corps. Marine Corps. In Vietnam, I was in the Marine Corps, and when I got out, I uh, was in the National Guard for about seven more years. Okay. And your son went with you. My son right? David. Has, yes. Uh, what a special. He told me before, like two years ago, he said, if you ever get to go, I'll go with you. Oh, how so nice. So he kept that, and we told him, and he filled out his application right then and sent it in. And that must have been special to have your Well, that was great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you saw the monument together. We both did. Uh, actually, he went with me... Uh, When I turned 50 years old, the Special Olympics bought me a ticket to go out and see the, see Washington. Yes. So he went with me then, but we missed a lot of the things I wanted to see, like sure. the Iwo Jima yeah. monument. Yeah. And, uh, and you were it, blessed to have another chance. And I was so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> when you got there, Ron, how did you feel when you saw the monuments? Well, the first thing when I got off the plane, they had a choir singing, and they had me come over and sing the Marine Corps hymn. Nice. And then I felt 20 foot tall from then all, all the way through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How long were you there? Do you, how long were you there in Washington? Oh, just we got there. Uh, see, we got to Madison at 4.30 in the morning, and we got home around 10 o'clock. Okay. So. okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was one day long trip. Day. Long day. A long day. Yeah. Yes. But really worth it. Oh, every worth every minute. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I got to go with my uh, my corpsman I had in Vietnam. He he went with me, and like eight other people from Portage went. One of them was World War Two. That but. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So I know you yeah. said you felt twenty feet tall um, singing yeah. the Marine Corps hymn, and that must have been partly because you were remembering what it was like to serve, and yeah. we thank you for your generous service. Well, I, uh, I, people that know me in Portage know I'm pretty proud of that yeah. part of my life. So, so that evoked some feelings about um, the pride you have for what you've done for your country. When you were there with other folks who were viewing this memorial and gathered with people who had similar experiences, what did that mean I, to you? I gotta, I gotta tell you, it was wonderful because uh, a lot of vets don't talk about stuff, mm -hmm. but when you all get together like that, everything just comes out faster. Yeah. You, talk, you talk about everything and anything. So it's a chance to really relate to people who have experienced like experiences. 
You don't uh, find that when you're hanging every, around. Everybody's different, you know. Some yeah. people will talk and some people will just clam right up and, yeah. and not say anything. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So when you, um, when you come home, what happens then? Uh, from Washington? Mm-hmm. All the people, everyone I see at the store, congratulations. And, yeah. you know, we've seen you online. And <laughs> you kind of feel like a, a hero, I guess, all yeah. over again. All over again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right. I, I wonder, when you get off the plane, is there any sort of celebration? Or? Yeah. Uh, when you come home, you come down the stairs. We had, well, I had the... the uh, I had the fleet chief there. I had a couple of aldermen there. I had uh, all my Special Olympics friends. They were there. Um, a lot of dignitaries came out. A lot to of dignitaries. Yeah. Congratulate. And my you. wife had set all this up before I left, and I didn't really know about it. But I think it was. Well, I understand there was a pretty special banner there pretty, for you too. Yeah, there, there yeah. was a good banner, and uh, of course my granddaughter. Her, Draw a little picture for me. Yeah. That, was a little, that was a little tucking. Oh, of yeah. course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tiffany, how are those welcome home celebrations organized, and who's, where do those people come from? Well, uh, we're super thankful for the Dane County Airport. I mean, they let us use their facilities, and they let the it's open to the public. So, mm-hmm. our welcome home. Um, is comprised of families. I can say like 5,000 people. Yeah, I was going to say, lots of people. Anywhere yeah. from three to 5,000 people we get at our welcome homes. That's wonderful. We try to make it fun for the kids while they're waiting. We have face painting. We have Bucky Badger. We have Uncle Sam there. Yeah. A lot of different music and just great energy throughout the evening. And then when our flight lands. Is Maynard there this year? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Mallards. Yep. Yeah. The Mallard? Yeah. yeah. The Mallard. Mallards. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. it's just a great experience, and it's open to the public. I mean, that's yeah. one of the things that I think I always encourage when somebody says, how can we get involved? And it's a show up, you know, come and thank our veterans. Shake their hand when they're coming through, whether you know them or not. Thank them for their service, because certainly with our Vietnam era, they didn't it, get that. Mm-hmm. I think if people hadn't signed up yet, I think they should. I oh. think there's the experience of a, of a lifetime, and they really should try to go. So um, one of the way you need to sign up, so that's on the website, and somebody could download that and print it out, too? Mm-hmm. I, uh, we even have applications that are at W Hall, okay. so they can... They can, they, can, they can take one home. They can take one and fill yeah. it out. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah. that's how you start the process if you're a veteran. You get yeah. that application form and fill it out. Yeah. And I, and I know you um, talked about your corpsman was on the flight with yeah. you. And, and was that the first time you'd seen that person in a no, while? Uh, or? Uh, I hate, we're both in the same hometown, so we see each okay. other all the time. But I suppose it could be, Tiffany, it could be an opportunity to reconnect with other um, veterans or, you know, make new connections and have somebody who has a like experience to kind of both, share your thoughts and feelings with. Both the people that were on a flight with me, I know them, so. Good, uh, good. You know, yeah. uh, from Portage, anyway. yeah. I don't know the other people, but. Right. The stories are incredible. I mean, the stories of people that are, whether they're meeting up before they head out or they're meeting up in Washington, D.C., because there's another hub that's there and they've served together, uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. If you, if you request 
to go on the same flight together. Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, they kind of arrange that oh, for you. Great. So mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah. So you most likely could make uh, some connections with friends you, or you can, people from then, the same. But no. sometimes, if uh, like a person passes away. They might get bumped up to another flight. Sure, so, sure. You know, uh, well, this is remarkable. Now, can you give us your website? Do you, your website information? Yeah. So our website is badgerhonorflight.org. Okay. You can go there to find out about upcoming flights. You can see photos of past flights. Um, find get out the dates when the people dates, are coming home. When your well, when our welcome home is, so you can come and welcome our veterans back. And that's open to the public. Yeah. It is open to oh, the yeah. public. Yeah. Yeah, great. it's incredible. It's a it's great Saturday great evening fun. thing to do. Huh? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that might be fun. Three to five thousand people there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's awesome. just totally. You feel like you're in a, another world sometimes. Yeah. Coming down them stairs. Yeah, and, and you got all them flags on both sides. And, and the whole crowd is down and, below. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just at the airport, so I could visualize. Everybody's clapping. You know. Yeah, right? yeah. From the stairs to the end of the hall, there was people on both sides. Oh, well, yeah. you and all veterans really deserve that honor, and <laughs> I think I, uh, that um, you should be proud of your service. We're certainly proud of you. I am. Happy to hear about Badger Honor Flight, the services that are provided, the experiences of you, Ron. Um, just maybe 10 seconds for a highlight of Badger Honor Flight yeah. from each of you. Yeah, it was wonderful. 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 Yeah. How about yeah. you, Tiffany? It's just yeah. an incredible experience. We have the most amazing volunteers that make these this day. Yeah. And I will say, you know, if you have served in um, any of the wartime areas that were currently flying Vietnam, Korea, and World War II, sign up because yeah. I don't think you'll regret it. And there is a waiting list. So, you know, get your name in, get your application turned in ahead of time. You waited two years to two go. Two years. Yeah, but okay. everything when it, everything is organized from the time you get to the airport until you get home. Yep, you don't have to worry so about smoothly. nothing. It's run yep. so quick. Yeah. So. Thank you awesome. so much for being yes. here today. Thank you for well, having us. Thank you for your service. I appreciate Thanks. it. Yeah. Thank Take you. care. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Senior Beat. I'm Sally Jo Spaney, Senior Center and Services Manager for the City of Madison Senior Center. And along with me today is Christine Beatty, a proud volunteer of the Madison Senior Center. I certainly am. And we're featuring this segment, Brian Miller, the CEO of Independent Living. Welcome, Brian. Thanks. Good to be with you. Well, Independent Living has a long-time history in serving older people in our community. Um, 40-plus years, 47, we thought? Yeah, get, getting close to 50. Yeah. yeah. We that's started a, in the early 70s. That's yeah. right. That's, uh, I think, one of the longest-running uh, agencies in our county for social services for older people. Um, you've had a long history, and I think many people will remember the little blue buses that ran around all over Dane County with independent living on the side of mm-hmm. them. And you've sort of made a transition from transportation to other areas of need for older people, Brian. Talk a little bit about that for us, would you please? Yeah, well, we've got, it's great to be here with you today. We've got um, two real pillars of what we do. The first is, um, and what we're becoming increasingly known for, is, is housing. Our, um, a range of communities, we, we own and run four of them in Dane County, and um, uh, a couple of them are assisted living, so a full range of cares, which uh, you know is really a, a growing uh, need in this community and many others. And then we have two two programs that are uh, more independent senior housing, but are focused on on uh, affordability and yeah. and an opportunity for people who have very modest incomes to have good stable uh, housing uh, in their later years. So that's sort of uh, one of our pillars, and the other are a range of programs, really three programs that help seniors stay independent in their own homes. So we're in apartment buildings and and uh, homes, uh, helping a variety of ways, which I can talk about. But uh, really, these are uh, these are sort of the, the two big things we do, and we're you know we're really proud of our history, mm-hmm. and and proud to have been through a lot of different trends and a lot of different. Um, sure programs, program design, needs in the community. We try to be responsive, and that's sort of what our portfolio is now. Yeah. You know that idea of affordable housing for older adults, that's a real concern in communities all over the country, is um, how are we going to find appropriate housing for older adults who who may need various levels of care. Um, it's not all one size fits. You know, you you have a mix of things that you do. Your most uh, recent success, I think, was Tennyson Housing Complex. Yeah, earlier this year, we completed and, uh, and opened Tennyson Senior Living. It's up on the northeast side, not far from the airport. This was a long... A uh, long dream of of uh, my predecessors, and uh, you know, a long, long project design sure. and construction sure. period. And so, what we have now is we have sixty units of assisted living on a brand new campus, uh, the beginning of a campus. The the exciting thing about this is that uh, while there's sixty units now, and that's kind of phase one of Tennyson, and we're gradually filling it up uh, with the first. Um, First uh, wave of, of residents. Uh, it's designed to have four more wings, so eventually this will really be a a, a continuum of care from oh, independent yes. to high, high, you know high needs um, uh, resident assisted living housing. But yeah, this is our our attempt to uh, meet a need in that neighborhood, to meet a need that has you know reasonable um, cost. To, to um, you know, meet a need that is 
nonprofit driven uh, yeah. is is not uh, you know kind of corporately owned from out of towners, and we just think that this community appreciates that, and yeah, it's what we've done through the decades, and so this is kind of the the, the new the new piece of independent living's housing yeah. portfolio. Yeah. Um, I know that you, you did receive some grants for Tennyson, I understand. Do, do you have federal grants or um, foundation grants? How, how does that work? Yeah, we don't have uh, any federal grants. There's okay. actually no government money uh, on Tennyson Senior Living. But there was a capital campaign uh, that, that was led before my time, and, and um, a lot of community support, uh, a lot yeah. of private support, a very large gift from the Goodman uh, Foundation, who are just amazing community partners, oh, and they nice. have... They helped us pay for uh, the Goodman Community Kitchen, which is in Tennyson. Um, and actually, their interest was our Evening Meals on Wheels program. So they're very committed to nutrition for senior adults. And, and so because that uh, our Evening Meals on Wheels program uh, is housed at Tennyson, the meals are produced every day. They're busy Wonderful. working on the dinners right now. And in an hour or two, they'll be packaged up and distributed all around the community the Goodmans were really inspired by that, and yeah. and um, and then we have had a variety of other, you know, just stalwart community donors sure. uh, who are yeah. great. And I yeah. know that those home delivered meals are really critical. Um, having worked in housing um, before, I know that, you know, prepared meals is what people really need. You can always take ingredients and yeah. things like that, but if you don't have the stamina to um, get through a more complicated recipe or stand at the counter or the stove to cook, having a meal delivered to you yes. can just be so important in your nutritional right. um, health. Right. And um, the evening meals are really a, a nice uh, touch, too. Uh, yeah. That it's... And you have how many volunteers that are working on that program? It's, uh, we've got several hundred volunteers. Uh, it takes an army of committed volunteers to run that program. We... We served last year 32,000 meals, and it's every day. It's like, clock, well, five days a week, it's clockwork. And then on Thursday and Friday, our volunteers bring an extra cold meal that's ready to go for the weekend. So senior adults and disabled adults can eat healthy, nutritious, well-balanced uh, meals seven days a week in, in the evening. There's another uh, Meals on Wheels program that does a, a noontime, noontime meal, and we work together to kind of um, you know, cover those two times of the day. And so, you know, what will happen is at Tennyson uh, this afternoon, in an hour or so, the meals will be packaged. They'll be warm. They're put in insulated bags. Um, today we'll have, I think, 16 routes each. each um, that means 16 <coughs> volunteers who go to a pre-designated pickup site. They get a bag of meals. They get their list, their route. It's really amazing. And last year, um, you know, last year in the winter, we, we had one day where the ice was too bad, and for the safety of our volunteers, mm -hmm. we canceled. But every other day, all that snow, all that traffic, I mean, there are volunteers weaving around the isthmus and into, you know, the, the, the <laughs> snow banks plowed just for their little path. And, and you know, the, the other special thing about Evening Meals on Wheels that doesn't happen with a, a grocery delivery service like you mentioned or even, you know, some of the meal delivery services is it's the it's the check-in it's the human yeah, touch yeah. so the volunteer gets to know the senior you can imagine on hot days or cold days i mean every month we have we have welfare checks that we initiate somebody yeah. doesn't come to the door yep. that's out of the routine mm -hmm. uh we've got a backup safety call the 
the, the children, maybe their family in another state, really appreciate that. They yeah. know that somebody is going to greet mom or dad um, at the door. Mm-hmm. The meal is one part, but really the the fabric of connecting the community and that, um, you know, just that... Decreased re- isolation. Yeah, de- yeah, yeah, the socialization, a greeting. You know, when I do a route, I visit for a few minutes, and they know I'm moving on to the next one, but they all want to connect, and and I get to know the 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 clients and and again if there's a break in routine that means that maybe somebody's had a fall or maybe somebody is ill and we are often kind of that first line our volunteers in that meals on wheels program are are often a a first line for people yeah they can they can sense something is not right or if something's uh, amiss with the house that they notice or maybe the refrigerator is not working when they go to put the milk in or whatever it might be those are real helpful eyes in that home getting help initiated is critical yeah um you also do what um, you know one of those pillars is in-home services what are some of the kinds of in-home services that you do. Yeah, so this is also something we've done for several decades, and as a nonprofit in town, we were one of the first to um, have a team of trained uh, professionals who can, um, uh, you know, can come into a home, help mom or dad stay independent uh, longer, not go to the assisted living, which is what a lot of people's yeah. goal is. Yeah. And, yeah. But yet, you know, they need they need. Um, a couple times a week, help showering or bathing. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe daily um, medication management, making sure that kind of the pills are being taken in the right order and some oversight there. Cooking, uh, unloading groceries, um, uh, cleaning, ho- ho- simple home chores. There's a, there's a range of things that we offer, and this is, I mean, this is really a booming industry. Mm-hmm. As boomers age um, and as our senior population grows, there is a proliferation of franchises and companies, uh, even some other nonprofits who offer this service, and and uh, we're just really proud of the stability of our team. Um, we've got room for more clients, uh, so we we um, you know have to you have to match the schedule. It's a it's a pretty intricate deal, but it's um, uh, similar to Evening Meals on Wheels. It's it's that little bit of extra help uh, for someone who is still living on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and doesn't want to make the next step, doesn't need to make the next step right. yet, mm-hmm. but does need some help. And it's uh, often part of a, an overall plan that often adult children are helping their parents mm-hmm. sure. implement. And, yeah. and uh, it's, it's a great, it's a really great program. It, it makes a big difference. It, it relieves the family right. of some stress, um, right. and it also makes sure that older person is cared for appropriately. And um, those, again, one size doesn't fit all. You know, you're yep. going to have to have some kind of a, an assessment, I would assume, yep. to see what, what right. can be the best right. help. All of our programs start with an assessment from a cl- clinical professional and then, and then outline a, a, a game plan. And, and in fact, uh, that our in-home services, um, uh, one of the key features of it is, uh, let's say you've got a, a couple still living together and uh, the, the, the husband is the main caretaker for his wife, perhaps, uh, who's in and out of a hospital and uh, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe getting some treatment. Or, and the husband needs a break. He's going to be able to go for a week um, uh, w- with his kids or something. You know, so uh, uh, caregiver respite. Yes. So, um, uh, uh, you know, 
There are so many caregiver, natural family caregivers are the biggest yes. occupation in our society today, right. unpaid natural caregivers, and yet they need a break sometimes, maybe a day off uh, a week um, or a week off a year, and we've got the ability to provide that, and that's a that's really exciting. excellent uh, effort. Um, I, yeah, as a caregiver myself, I can certainly uh, empathize with that need. Yeah. If, if somebody identifies that need, how would they access your services? Yeah, all, all of our services are pretty well explained uh, on our website. And um, what so, is the website? yeah, the website is uh, www.independentlivinginc.org. It's a little bit long, but independentlivinginc.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, caregiver respite. You, there's, a, there's a form there. There's a phone number you can call. All of our programs have got phone numbers so people can call directly, don't have to try to hunt, and, and that'll all be pretty self-explanatory. But that's usually the, the front door. Do you have to be income eligible, or can anybody access your services? Uh, anybody can uh, access our services. And in our home modification program, Meals on Wheels program, and in-home services program, we've got sliding scale uh, uh, grant-funded oh, programs. So okay. some of the philanthropists in town, the city of Madison, Dane County, help us with some programs that become income-restricted. So people shouldn't um, uh, p- people should call yes, uh, and, and, and actually, find out if, yeah. if they're eligible to get a reduced rate. So 608-274-7900? You got it. Is that it? Okay, it. good. Yeah. Well, we want to be able to encourage people yeah. who need these kinds of services, or even their children who are watching right. the program, who might think, well, gee, why can't mom and dad take advantage of this Absolutely. as well? Brian, thank you so much for being here today. Um, we me. appreciate you coming and talking about this important service, and congratulations on 40-plus years, and I think it's... Let, let's go the other way. Let's say close to 50 right. years yeah. of good service in our community. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, we'll look forward so, to that so celebration. Appreciate it. Yeah, Bye-bye. thank you. Take care. We hope you'll come back next month for Senior Beat. Our pleasure to be with you today.